Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live, or as I like to call it, to save time and also carbon emissions, PSH Live. Uh, today is a special edition of our show. It is October 7, 2007, unless, of course, you're listening to an archived edition of the show, in which case it could be a completely different day altogether. For all I know, you're listening to this 50 years from now, and uh, everyone we've all ever known has uh, has died. Thank you. That's my pre-Halloween sentiment on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, today, as I mentioned, is a special edition of our show. We have been running a poetry contest on the Poetry Superhighway all summer. It ended at the end of September, and we have the winners to announce to you today during this show. This is the first time we will have ever announced the winners uh, live in this type of broadcast. Previously, we have done so in the Poetry Superhighway chat room, but we're taking it up a notch and uh, doing so live on this new venture we started, PSH Live. So first of all, I would love to um, get some interaction from you. The call-in number is area code 646-716-7362. And if you're listening, you probably already see that on the Blog Talk Radio page. That's uh, 646-716-7362. I'm particularly interested in hearing from people who entered the contest. I'd love to know your experiences. Uh, 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 Maybe that's too broad of a word to describe uh, just uh, entering some poems into a contest. But I'd love to hear from you. Um, And uh, also, when we get into announcing the winners in a little bit, Um, If you happen to be one of the top 10 scoring poets, I would 100% love for you to call in and share your poem on the air with everyone, which is something that we haven't been able to do in the past live. And it's kind of of an experiment because uh, no one knows, uh, well, except for me, who has won the contest and who's scored in the top 10 positions. And so uh, no one has any uh, any prep time to know whether or not you're that person to call in. So everyone out there listening, have your poems ready. Get by the phone, and if you hear your name, call in, and I'll put you on the air, and you can uh, you can read your poem if it's scored in the top ten. If you just want to call in anyone to say hi, call in anyway, and say hi. Uh, feel free to do so at that number, um, just to give a comment on the contest or anything of, of that nature. Now's the time to do that. Also. Um, I'd love to just know if you're listening, even if you don't feel like calling in. My screen name is Rick Poet, so send me an instant message. That's on AOL's uh, Instant Messenger, AIM. Uh, that's the uh, the instant message uh, service I'm on, Rick Poet, R-I-C-K-P-O-E-T. So please uh, send me an instant message and just uh, let me know that you're listening, or if you just want to uh, me to mention something on the air, I'd be happy to do that as well. So uh, that is that. Um, there are a number of people to thank for all of the work that went into putting this contest together. So the first uh, group of people to thank is the sponsors, of course. Um, we had um, 55 sponsors, I'm sorry, 56 sponsors who donated a total of 152 different prizes, which is a lot of prizes, and it guaranteed that, um, as we've been able to do in the past, that every single person who entered the contest will receive a prize just for entering, which I think is 
is really cool. So even if your your poem scored last place, you're still going to get some kind of prize just for ent- entering. And these really aren't consolation prizes. I mean, these are these are poetry books. These are um, there's a fifteen dollar gift certificate to Amazon. There's signed books. There's uh, spoken word CDs. There's services of all kinds. I mean, people really really came out and offered all kinds of great things. So uh, no matter what your poem scar- scored, and regardless of what it scored, uh, you will receive something. Um, uh, Jerry Garcia donated a three prints. He's a, he's a photographer, and he's, he's just got some great photographs, and he's going to send those out to three different winners. Um, we have e-books, chapbooks, um, and a couple of people I'd like to particularly call out. Um, a couple of sponsors donated actual cash. So usually the top three scoring poets win. Um, we take the all of the entry fees that come in, and in this case there were 497 contest entries, and we divide that up between the top three scoring poets, with the top poet getting 50% of that, the second place poet getting 30%, and the third place poet getting uh, 20% of that. In addition to that, uh, Roland Vassen of Vassen, Hain and Company donated an extra $225, which is going to be added right to the top of that uh, $497 total. And uh, actually late into the contest, Losi Lenar of Lenar Poetry Gifts donated an additional uh, $100. So um, we are, uh, uh, the total that we are giving out today um, to all of our winners is, well, my calculator says minus $172. That doesn't sound very good, does it? Um, So we're going to up that to um, $822. So the total amount well, that couldn't be right either. Never try to calculate something when you're on the air. It's uh, it's not a good thing. And uh, being a poet, it is $822. I checked it twice. Um, I should have written that down in advance. How many of you are tuning out right now because you think I'm a complete idiot? Raise your hands. Okay? That's a significant number of people. Um, I'll try to be more on top of it as we go on. So the total amount uh, of cash that will be divided between the top three scoring poets is 800 and $22, a big, big chunk of money. Um, so thank you to uh, Roland Vassen and Lucy Lenar for uh, donating that extra chunk of cash to uh, add to the prize pot. Thank you to the 56 sponsors who donated many, 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 many prizes, uh, which will be going out to all of you who entered the contest. Um, every single person will be getting at least one prize just for entering. Um, and uh, thank you also to the people who entered the 497 uh, contest entries. Um, Obviously, the contest would be nothing without your participation. And um, I thank you so much for uh, having faith in this contest and for for sending your your work in. Um, And finally, I want to give a huge thanks to our three contest judges. Um, These three folks are the people who won the contest last year. Um, they were uh, waiting with bated breath uh, during the chat room event to find out um, if they had placed at all, um, only to find out that they'd taken the top three positions. And those folks are Catherine Gordon, P.B. Rippey, and Steve Norwood. Um, they live in uh, different parts of the world, uh, one in Canada, two in different parts of the United States. Um, and for various reasons, they couldn't join us in the chat. Uh, it's actually uh, Thanksgiving Day in Canada, so... Uh, Happy Thanksgiving today uh, uh, to all Canadians who may be listening. 
um, and uh, and for other various uh, reasons. So Steve might be able to stop in later. Um, not sure, but they read every single one of the 497 poem entries and scored each one. So how did that work? So they got each poem individually. Um, actually, they got a batch of poems every day. Um, the names of the authors were removed, and uh, very often in a batch of poems, depending on what came in on on any particular day, um, they would have poems from one poet, or they might have poems from several different poets. They had no idea who wrote them, and they read each one and then scored them from zero to five points. Zero to five points, uh, maximum being five, lowest score being zero. And um, I added up all uh, of the three scores for each poem from each judge, and that total score um, from out of a total of 15 is the score that the poem earned. At the end of the contest, after we uh, we were closed for uh, business, um, we I sorted the scores, and it turned out there was a, actually a tie for third place. So the first place winner was very clear. The second place winner was clear. Uh, but uh, three poems uh, had tied for uh, third place, and there was a second round of scoring for that position. So I resent those poems to uh, the judges, and they scored them between 0 and 10. And it turned out there was a tie then as well. Um, so we did a third round of scoring for those two poems, uh, again tied for third place, uh, scoring from 0 to 20. And in that third round, the uh, third-place poem uh, narrowly inched out the fourth-place one. And uh, we're going to reveal all of that today. So sit tight. Um, please do call in. I'd love to know uh, if you're listening. Let me know if you're, you're one of the contest entrants. Um, the number to call in is area code 646-716-4362. If you call that number, what's going to happen is uh, you will instantly hear uh, on your phone the live show, and it's going to be delayed from what you hear on your computer. So um, you should, if you call in, listen on the phone, but you're not actually on the air uh, until um, I put you on the air. So if you call in, I'm going to actually see your phone number in the control panel, and I will you know, say you're calling from the 818 area code. I will say, all right, we have a caller from the 818 area code, and I'll click the button that puts you on the air. So it was a little confusing to people at our open reading a couple of weeks ago. Um, who a couple of people called in and, and just started hearing the show but didn't know what was going on. So please, uh, just don't be confused. Do call in, area code 646-716-7362, and uh, that's how it works. So once I do put you on the air, uh, definitely listen on the phone because it's a, it's a delay thing. What you hear on the computer is uh, a certain amount behind what you hear on uh, the phone, and uh, it just goes into this weird delayed stereo thing, and um, uh, there's been several reports of people's brains melting while trying to listen to both, and, and frankly, we we don't have insurance for that kind of thing. So do call in, and again, the instant uh, message, my screen name, uh, just let me, just give, send me a message, let me know you're listening, um, is Rick Poet, uh, would love to hear from you. Um, the cool thing about this, as opposed to the pa past, is that there's sort of this live voice thing going on, and it's, uh, it's, it's in a way more interactive and, and, and less virtual, as it were. Uh, but in the past, when we did this event in the chat room, uh, you could see everyone's name there, and uh, everyone knew who was listening and who was tuned in, etc. So um, we need to work a, a little bit more to, to uh, give that level of um, interactivity, as it were. 
but uh, I welcome you to call in and would love you to give you the chance to read a poem after we uh, after we give the announcements. So, so again, have that number ready. If you're one of the top ten scoring poets, I'm going to ask you to call in and, and share your poem. Uh, and uh, after that, if there's time left, uh, then anyone can can uh, should feel free to call in, and we'll be happy to have an open reading for the rest of the time. All righty. Um, I wanted to quickly, uh, in the interest of uh, making this last as long as possible, and those of you sitting on your in your hands and, and uh, over there, uh, just with bated breath, waiting to hear who won. I'd like to tell you. A, a story that was that's completely unrelated to uh, the poetry contest, an experience that I had earlier today, which I thought was significant and uh, important, which which perhaps the world can uh, benefit from. So I, I went to breakfast this morning at a local. Uh, uh, well, I don't want to give away the uh, the name of the restaurant, but let's say it begins with D and rhymes with um, pennies. So I hope that wasn't too clear because I don't want to get in any any trouble. But I ordered a an omelet with with Swiss cheese and uh, and uh, some other things on it and and egg whites. And I wanted the hash browns to be crispy because uh, very often they're they're in a hurry at Denny's and uh, you get undercooked hash browns. And I, I know many of you can relate to that. I I can't tell you how many emails I received from Poetry Superhighway participants exclusively complaining about the quality of, of the hash browns that you that you receive. Uh, so uh, I'm with you here. So they brought out the omelet, and uh, there was this white cheese on the top, and I started to eat it, and it didn't, it tasted like white American cheese. It, it, you know, Swiss cheese has a very distinctive uh, taste, and uh, so I, you know, it wasn't what I ordered. I thought they put the wrong cheese on it, and uh, so I, um, uh, I, I got the waitress and I asked her if she would, uh, you know, this, I told her this was the wrong cheese and she said, no, no, that's the Swiss cheese. And I said, well, it, it's definitely not Swiss cheese. I, I know what Swiss cheese is. And so she took it back and uh, they, you know, I, you know, she said, that's the only cheese that we have that we call Swiss. And I could see the chef and he looked kind of... Uh, uh, confused, you know, as you know, as if there was, you know, like two different realities of Swiss cheese in the world, basically. Um, so they, I asked them just to make it without cheese, and they brought it back to me, and I, I, I had the uh, omelet without the cheese, uh, egg whites, of course, um, but now um, they, they had thrown away the crispy hash browns they had brought me, and uh, they brought me a plate of undercooked hash browns. So at this point, you know, I wanted to be sure to get get back in time to start the the show and uh, get to the winner's announcement, which we're going to get to any second now. So uh, thank you for your patience as I share this vitally important story with me today. And it reminded me of an experience I had um, several years earlier where I uh, had ordered a sandwich at McDonald's. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Let's just call it something else. Let's call it um, Thick Boggles. Uh, and it was a breakfast sandwich, and I, I just had very little time. And I'm a vegetarian, so I asked for the. It was a breakfast burrito. I asked for it without chorizo, because obviously chorizo is a meat, and as a vegetarian, that wasn't something I wanted. So I, uh, you know, I got the sandwich, and I, uh, I pulled out of the uh, away from the window, and I opened it up, and and sure enough, there was chorizo on it. And I was just in a position where I, I couldn't turn around, and I, I had to be somewhere in five minutes to start a. A meeting. So all I could think of to do was to take the burrito and hurl it out my car window at the McDonald's and yell an obscenity. 
Um, it made me feel real good. Um, I was kind of starving though, and then I drove off to uh, my meeting, and uh, you know, I think someone had brought donuts, so I, you know, had something to nosh on. So this experience at Denny's today made me think um, uh, of the following phrase. You know, when I was sitting there staring at my plate of uh, undercooked hash browns, um, I thought immediately, I will destroy this Denny's with a holy hellfire of chorizo. And I was so pleased with that uh, sentence that I wanted to share it with, with all of you. And I, I knew that no one would mind if I, if I told that story before we uh, uh, revealed the uh, contest winners. So, um, and I, I just wanted to put it out as a, a challenge to any of you. Maybe we could take, you, you uh, poets out there listening, could take that phrase, I will destroy this Denny's with a holy hellfire of chorizo, and incorporate it into a poem. Uh, I, I'd love to see that. Maybe there could be a special edition of the Poetry Superhighway, possibly around Thanksgiving time, uh, where we all have our I Will Destroy This Denny's with the Holy Hellfire of Chorizo poems, and it could be something beautiful. Or maybe there'll be a special edition of uh, Poetry Superhighway Live that we can, uh, that you know, where people can just call in and read those poems. And it's, it's this kind of out-of-the-box uh, poetry, which, I, you know, I think uh, will ultimately better the world and uh, and perhaps at least help me and prevent me from uh, hurling breakfast burritos out of my window at unsuspecting uh, McDonald's. Actually, this is kind of an aside. It landed in the uh, in the play yard, you know, the uh, McDonald's play yard where they have all the colored balls and things in there. Um, uh, and I just imagine some... <laughs> Some poor and suspecting child later that afternoon playing in the in the in the balls, as it were, if you'll forgive that image, and just coming across this sort of exploded chorizo sandwich. Fortunately, I think the statute of limitations has has run out on this, and uh, and uh, I, I don't think I can still get into trouble. This happened a long time ago at a at a restaurant that. Oh, oh, and this is the best part. A few years later. That uh, McDonald's was had been had been uh, torn down, and they put something else. And I, I'd like to think that um, I had a little something to do with that, or, or perhaps in general, the, the fact that they were, you know, distributing chorizo wildly was, uh, uh, you know, part of the reason of that particular franchise's uh, failure. So again, call in. The number is six four six seven one six four three six two. I have a caller on the line uh, from the two o two area code. Who am I uh, talking with? Could you be talking with Susan Meehan? I could be. <laughs> ah, well, it's delightful to talk to you. I have enjoyed being a member of the Poetry Superhighway for a long while. I have no idea where I might have come in, but I do have a poem or two. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, um, Susan, why don't you um, uh, tell us where you're from, first of all. I'm from DuPont Circle in Washington, D.C., Okay, great, and um, and you entered the contest. I did. Fantastic. Well, I'm gonna. Um, I would love for you to read a poem. Tell, t- um, tell me your your full name again. Susan Meehan. Okay, excellent. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, start to read the uh, winners. Um, I just wanted to know who was out there listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put you on hold, Please. and then afterwards, let's say you're in the top ten positions here. Okay, then I'll let you read a poem right away. Um, you know, if you're one of those people. And I call your name. Um, and if not, when when that announcement is over, then I, then um, you'll still be on the line, and, and anyone else is welcome to call in, and we'll have an open reading after that point. Is that oh, that's good? great. All right, awesome. So I'm going to put you on hold here. Thanks so much for calling in, and I'm really glad you're listening. Yes. Yeah. All right. 
So I think it's time we uh, we get to the announcement here. So a few um, contest-related statistics. I told you there were 497 entries. Um, we had 94 different poets from all over the world enter. Um, in addition to uh, the bulk of the people entering was from the United States, but we also had um, uh, poems, uh, significant poems uh, entered from the following countries: Australia, Sweden, Israel, Austria, Canada. India, New Zealand, and a couple different places in the United Kingdom. So um, poems from all over the world uh, were entered. Um, the highest possible score in the first round of, of scoring was 15 points. Um, this year, um, the highest scoring poem, the poem that scored 12, uh, or first place, scored 12 and a half points. So no poem got a, got a perfect score. Just uh, Just by comparison, Last year, um, the highest scoring poem was 13.5. So there's about a point difference um, in that. The lowest scoring poem, and there's a big difference here, the lowest scoring poem only scored from all three judges um, one half of one point. So um, not going to embarrass anyone by uh, letting you know who that was, but, uh, but uh, one half of one point. Last year, the lowest scoring point uh, lowest scoring poem was 2.25 points. So big difference there. Um, also a big difference in the average score of all of the poems. Last year, the average score of all the poems was 9.032 out of 15. This year, the average score was 5.938. So overall, um, lower scoring poems this year, but, but do remember that uh, different people entered and the judges have their own sensibility. Uh, so uh, this does not mean that we had poems that were not as good as last year or anything of that nature. It means that the people who scored the poems uh, scored in, in their, with their own sensibility, and this is how it, how it turned out. But we had uh, plenty of great poems, and the judges, uh, have co I've corresponded with them all about uh, you know, it's been a positive experience for all of them. They were really impressed with the the variety of poems that were sent in, um, with the themes of the poems, with the style of the poetry, etc. So, um, so overall, I would say the pon the contest has been a great, great success. So, um, gosh, I don't think I can uh, drag this out any longer. I, I've told you my non-relevant story about chorizo and uh, hash browns and uh, and uh, Etc. Um, we've talked with Susan, who's going to read a poem late, later. Uh, again, you should call in 646-716-7362. If you hear your name, I'm about to read the top ten scoring uh, poems. If you hear your name, I want you to call in, because you're going to have the chance to read your poem on the air. And I would uh, love to, uh, love to, uh, we'd love to hear your work. Um, so, and then again, anyone can call in after it's all over, and we'll have an open reading uh, when it's all said and done. Again, screen name is Rick Poet. Send a message if you want. So, drum roll, please. Damn, I forgot to install the drum roll sound effect again. In 10th place, okay, we had four poems by four different poets tie for 10th place. Um, they each scored nine points, and here are the names of those poets, nine out of 15 points. Seth Rodney for Seth's poem called Agent. Melinda Jabe Morse, forgive me if I mispronounce anyone's name, 
for her poem, October Afternoon. Megan O'Reilly, could be Megan. Again, apologize. It's a lot better when you're typing. No one knows if you're mispronouncing anything. Just assume I pronounced that right. Uh, Megan or Megan O'Reilly, for your poem, Things I Should Do to My Life. And finally, tied with nine points in 10th place, Brandy Stoner for your poem, Orbit. So congratulations. Those are the, uh, those are the four poets tied for 10th place with nine points each. If any of you happen to be listening, please call in, and you'll, you can, uh, you're welcome to share your poem with everyone. By the way, um, I've made it a policy over the years. This is the 10th uh, contest we've run, uh, by the way, 10th annual contest, and it's also the 10th year of the Poetry Superhighway. We started in 1997. Um, every year, I, I never reveal the scores of anyone who scored below 10, uh, uh, below the top 10 positions. So, um, I know that you're all very curious out there, um, but I, um, in the interest of of uh, preventing anger and embarrassment and, fr- and frustration and and uh, y- you know the judges uh, thinking of the judges as well, um, I, I don't reveal the scores for people who um, scored below tenth place. So I would like you to all assume that if you're not in the top ten, that you're all tied for eleventh place with eight point nine 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 points. So there you go. Now you know. All right. Now, in ninth place with nine and a quarter points are three poets. Linda Benninghoff for her poem Under a Morning That Has No Blossom. Um, Bent O. Bjorkland for the poem To the Wind. And Barbara Phillips for her poem, Tango Imperative. So congratulations to you three. You scored uh, uh, in ninth place with 9.25 points. Congratulations to you. Um, Alrighty, moving right along to uh, eighth place. It's kind of interesting. I'm wondering, like, if you're if you haven't heard your name at this point, you're either really excited or you're disappointed. I don't know. I guess as we go along, there's there's like more of a possibility that we're not going to call your name, uh, and we get to the point where uh, we might call your name. So I, I hope you all make it into the top ten if you're listening. If you don't, uh, again, you're going to get a prize anyway just for entering. Um, the mission of the Poetry Superhighway is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible, and that's why we uh, have a system in which there are so many sponsors and just for entering a cont- entering, even if you just entered one poem, you're going to get something. You might want to. You might get Jerry Garcia's print. You might get the $15 Amazon gift certificate. You might get a, a poetry chapbook or book or CD from a poet you've never heard of. And uh, I think everyone is a winner in that sense. So, um, again, the number to call in um, if you are one of these top ten scoring poets is 646-716-7362. Excuse me. In eighth place, there are four poets tied for eighth place. Um, they scored nine and a half points out of a total of fifteen. Um, those poets are, for her poem "Days of Reckoning," Rosemary Crisophy. Again, I'm seriously sorry if I mispronounce anyone's name. Um. For the poem, The Grey Marble Buddha, C.A. Lindsay. 
for the poem Laura Brown Reads to the Lighthouse, Diane Dees. And finally, for the poem Selenium, S.E. Serenade in F minor, Michaela A. Gabriel. So congratulations to you four. You scored in eighth place with nine and a half points. If you happen to be listening, please call in. While I'm repeating myself so much, I feel like a telethon or something. Don't send money. Um, just call in and uh, read your poetry. Well, you know what? If you want to send money, that's that's fine. I, I've got a mortgage, and uh, God knows no one else is paying the bills for the Poetry Superhighway. What the hell? Just send money. I, I promise you, it'll go to uh, it'll go to a good use. All right. So, getting to seventh place here. In seventh place, seventh place scored nine point seven five points total uh, from the. Th- Three judges. These are all first round uh, of scoring poems. We only do a second round for the top poems if there's a tie. In seventh place, for the poem, Every Day Should Be a Sunday, like um, Michael Pacholsky. For the poem, Seamus and Ted, reprinted in Suffolk, John Michael Simon. I believe is from Israel. He's participated in the Poetry Super Highway in the past and helps to run uh, uh, Voices uh, Poetry Anthology, which comes out of uh, which comes out of Israel. Congratulations, John, and has been a sponsor of the contest in the past. And for the poem Sisyphus, Harold Lauren. Congratulations to all of you <coughs> um, in seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth place so far. Um, if you happen to be listening, call in. We would love to hear your uh, love to hear your poems. Um, all right, moving along. Sixth place. Uh, this, there are three poets who tied for sixth place. They um, are poets who scored um, ten points each for their poems. Um, the first poet is from Poinette, Wisconsin. Um, for um, the poem As Above, So Below, F.J. Bergman. Congratulations, F.J. Um, for the poem Show But Never Tell, from Nova Scotia, Canada, Brenda Tate. Congratulations, Brenda. And um, the final poem in sixth place, drumroll please, from Washington, D.C., for her poem, 1830, Questions of My Great-Great-Grandparents Who Were Horse Thieves, Susan Meehan. Congratulations, Susan. Thank you. Um, You scored sixth place out of 497 poems. (laughs) Do you happen to have that poem with you? Yeah. Cool. Well, before we uh, get to the top five uh, positions, why don't, why don't you share that one with us? Sure. It's called 1830, Questions of My Great-Great-Grandparents Who Were Horse Thieves. What was she thinking of? She came from Anglo-Irish gentry, hard Protestant rulers over a Catholic land. How did she dare defy her kind's most solemn rule? to hold fast through marriage to the land and power they had seized by force. I wonder where she got the imagination 
to rebel so intimately? How did she come to see the man, dirty, and doffing his cap as she rode by, dainty on her well-brushed mare? What was it caught her eye and held it unbidden until there was no refusal left in her? How did she come to love him, a scrabble farmer on her father's estates, a Catholic peasant reeking of the dark manured tenant soil, whose soft brogue tripped on the stiff Saxon words to her cultured shame, the alien sounds sticking to his tongue like burrs cutting through soft flesh. How did he dare to see her, not as an emblem of his powerlessness, but as a woman, under the weight, the burden of her well-charted ancestry? How did he come to hear a wife behind her clear, cultivated voice that could not help but speak to him in syllables shaped by centuries of domination. What was the language of their love? Where did the two get the courage to elope, stealing her father's two best horses, to gather, to gallop to the ships, to fly to America, to thumb their noses at all the curses that had bound them like ropes to the past. There you have it. Thank you, Susan. Great, great poem title as well. I mean, <laughs> before you even start reading, it's like, wow, this is a poem I want to listen to. Um, so congratulations. I mean, six out of 497, that's uh, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Thank you so much. <clears throat> no, thank you. For I'll do it again <laughs> cool, next year. That's great. A quick question: uh, Do you do you participate in poetry readings in uh, in Washington? I do. Uh, what's, what, what do you go to in case anyone else is listening or listens in the archive? Oh, uh, Poetitet is is a wonderful one uh, here in Washington that I've gone to fairly regularly in the past. Uh, other than that, I've been somewhat more regularly. I think the largest number that I ever read to was uh, uh, families of HIV patients where I used to work, although I also read a poem commissioned by Marion Barry at his second inaugural. Oh, wow. That was kind of fun. That's there you go. You know, you know. Actually, hold on. I, uh, once, uh, um, in case, if you if you can, um, hold on. Maybe, maybe you can grab that poem. That I would love to hear that one um, after we do the uh, top five. Is it, are you able to hold on? Sure. All right. Cool. So, yeah. um, congratulations on sixth place. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you back on hold, and we'll bring you back during the uh, open reading portion of the show. Um, so that was uh, that was sixth place, and how fortunate to have uh, Susan on hand uh, to be able to read her poem live as well. Questions of my uh, great, great, wait, I've got it right here. Questions of my great, great grandparents who were horse thieves. I mean, uh, come on. We should all call our poems that. Um, All right. By the way, also in sixth place was Brenda Tate. As I mentioned, Brenda was one of the judges of the 2006 contest, which means she was one of the winners of the 2005 contest. So, uh, very happy to have people who are judges uh, choosing to participate again. And uh, you know, as as the years have gone by in po- poetry superhighway, the 
I don't know if family is the right word, but there's a certain uh, a familial sense with a lot of people who've participated for many years um, over uh, the course of you know the many different projects that we've done. One of the coolest things that happens is when I run into someone who's uh, participated in the Poetry Superhighway by, you know, sending poems into the contest or for Poet of the Week or, or you know, the Great Poetry Exchange or any of those things. Maybe they show up one day to the reading I host here in L.A. or I run into them somewhere else. You know, people who I've kind of known for years electronically but have, have never actually met. And it's uh, kind of cool to... Uh, to uh, have that, you know, personal connection, and I think that you know, being able to hear people's voices on the show is is a a way to do that as well. So call in, guys. Um, again, if you're in the top ten positions, uh, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two, or uh, you can wait until uh, after I do the top uh, five. And if you're not one of those or in the top ten, it's an it's an open reading, and anyone is welcome to share their their poetry. So. Um, for the next five positions, the top five, um, there are no ties. There's only one poem, one person for each of those positions. Uh, the third and fourth positions were originally tied for third place, uh, but in the second and third round of scoring, they uh, became the uh, third and fourth place winners. <clears throat> so, in fifth place, with a score of 10.2, Two five points from Encinitas, California, someone who's participated in the Poetry Superhighway for many years for the poem I Run Faster Than Garrison Keeler, which is another hilarious and wonderful poem title, the poet Jim Bobway. Congratulations, Jim. If you're listening, please do call in. Love to hear that poem. I Run Faster Than Garrison Keeler. Not that it's a race, anyone. Um, just so you know. All right, fourth place into the top four. Uh, originally tied for third place in the first round of scoring, did a second round of scoring, uh, tied in the second round of scoring, but there had to be a winner for third place, a single winner. So we did a third round of scoring, and in that third round, this poem became fourth place with ten and a half points. Uh, a poet from... Cambridge, Massachusetts, for the poem Jerusalem, the poet Margot Lurie. Congratulations, Margot, uh, to you for coming in fourth place in our contest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the top three, the official winners of the Poetry Superhighway Contest, um, the winners of the cash prizes, uh, uh, from all of the entry fees collected, in addition to their share of prizes from all of the ones donated by our many different sponsors. These three poets will be Poets of the Week, uh, actually going online today, but um, officially starting tomorrow. Um, and they will also be invited to be judges for next year's contest. There is uh, no obligation to... Um, to accept uh, that, but uh, it's our tradition to invite the previous year's winners to be judges. Um, so in third place, with uh, a poet from Brunswick, Maine, for the poem Leviathan, the poet P.J. Knights. Congratulations, P.J. You are going to win 
$164.40, which is 20% of the entry fees taken in plus 20% of the additional money taken in, uh, the 225 from Roland Vassen and Vassen Hain Company and the 100 bucks from Lucy Lenar. You are third place winner, PJ Knights, for your poem Leviathan. Congratulations. I see there's another caller from 760 on the air. Um, I'm going to put you on in a second. At this point, I just can't stop. I, I, I can't um, hold off any longer. I know people are sitting at the computer dying, saying, can you get on with it already? Did we really have to hear that story about the chorizo? Yes, that was an essential part of today's experience, but I can't hold off any longer. We're going to get to you, though, in a minute, um, anyone who calls in. Um, in second place, uh, with a score of 10 point. Seven five points, the second highest score, winner of two hundred and forty six dollars and sixty cents, a poet from Bluemont, Virginia, for the poem Dry Bones in Minnesota, Janet D. Clark. So Janet, congratulations, you came in second place in this year's contest. Um, out of 497 poems. Wow, can you believe it? We're at first place already. Um, I'm toying with putting you on hold and just going to the bathroom because uh, I had a big glass of water uh, before uh, I started, and uh, I almost can't hold it, but I, I, I don't think that would be fair. I think that would be cruel and unusual uh, punishment to those of you listening and to the, the people who entered. Uh, so I guess we'll just launch right into it. <coughs> First place, in first place of the 2007 Poetry Superhighway Contest, out of 497 entries, with 12.5 points out of 15, and that was the score from the first round of uh, scoring. The next highest score was the second place. It was a clear winner. This poem didn't, there were no there was no need for a second round of scoring for first place. Winner of a total of four hundred and eleven dollars, plus being poet of the week this coming week, plus being invited to be one of the judges of next year's contest from Los Angeles, California, where I happen to be right now. The winner is me. No, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. The winner, with her poem, The Sea of Cortez, someone who's actually I met very recently. Uh, she's come and participated in my open reading at uh, the Cobalt Cafe on Tuesday nights, Gabrielle Middlebach. Congratulations, Gabrielle. How cool that I got to uh, meet you recently. You are the winner, um, the top-scoring poet of this year's Poetry Contest. So congratulations to my top three winners, um, Gabrielle Middlebach for The Sea of Cortez, uh, Janet D. Clark for Dry Bones in Minnesota, and P.J. Knights for Leviathan. Now, um, I'm going to start taking uh, calls right now, so if any of you scored in the top ten, uh, you'll get first crack. I'd love to hear your uh, you read your poems. And then anyone else who wants to call in, we've got about 15 uh, minutes left in the show. It's an open reading. And uh, in the meantime, actually, I am going to uh, upload um, the uh, winners of all of uh, the winners. And uh, 
of course, difficult to do this while I'm talking uh, to try to upload the right things, but I think I can do this uh, without uh, destroying anything. So um, in a couple of minutes, you should see online, if you go to poetrysuperhighway.com, you can read all three winning poems. Um, so, um, um, And they're uploading right as we speak. Um, and in the meantime, I have a caller online from the 760 area code. Hello. Hey, it's me, Jim Bobway. How you doing, Rick? Jim, congratulations. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to talk to you finally. I'm one of the people that... Um, I've known you electronically, so so to speak, for many years, and it's a pleasure to talk to you. That's right. It's been a long time. You've been participating for for years in the different stuff. That well, I think it's a really worthwhile program that you put together, and I think that you're doing a great job with the Poetry Superhighway, getting the word out there about the spoken word. Good job. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I do run faster than Garrison Keillor. Well, that's well, like I said, you know, it's it's not a contest. Well, it just (laughs) depends, uh, I guess. But. Cool. So, would you uh, y- your poem "I Run Faster Than uh, Garrison Keillor" took uh, fifth place, which is um, you know, which is great out of uh, 497 poems. Do you have it with you? Yeah, I do. But I got to tell you, I think I'm going to go back into training right away to see if I can, you know, jump the ladder there. You know, just get right up the ladder. So, I do have the poem here. You want to hear it? I would love to hear it. Okay. Widely known, anthologized, Keillor speaks patient voice, a familiar neighbor who knows the weather. He is taller by several inches, older than I am, which provides my knees with distinct advantage. I didn't want to patronize or embarrass him, didn't want to trip and fall on the track. Heads up, we waited in the blocks, eyes forward, ready. Remember the tortoise and the hare, he smirked. Fairy tale, I replied. Fable, he corrected. Smoke from the starter's gun lifted before the report, and Keeler broke from the line like a snapshot of frozen Minnesota, waiting for the sun to thaw his bones. I broke fast, turned for one backward glance, saw him laboring, a lumbering ghost slowed by fog. Fueled by the heady air of victory, finding the easy ribbon, I slowed with each extra stride, watched him meander onto the football field for a short conversation with the groundskeeper, saw him find his way back to the track where he introduced himself to a man and his wife. They had just returned from vacation that same morning, and he told them how much he liked their new Hawaiian shirts. Someone's sister-in-law jogged over to Keeler, asked him to sign a book. Seated approximately ten yards from the finish line, a pair of sisters, early twenties, told him they'd driven all the way from Fresno, and he asked them questions about raisins. I run faster than Garrison Keeler, won the race by several minutes, and when he was nice enough to pick up a decent bottle of champagne on the way to the finish line, I sat with him on the curb between the track and the football field. He proposed a toast to victory, and we talked about the strange differences between St. Paul and San Diego. Very nice. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, that, that's a wonderful poem. It, what's What's the uh, impetus behind that? Did you do you? Uh, I'm an admirer of Garrison Keillor's, and you know, it's just it's. Um, I know that I could beat him in a race, but like you said, that's really not the point. I just I like <laughs> the way his storytelling style kind of meanders about, and I just pictured what it, what would it be like if you were actually. Uh, we're in a foot race with somebody like that who wouldn't stick to the plan, you know, like wouldn't go from the starting blocks to directly to the finish line, you know. And I think a lot of us in some ways are like that, you know. So that's it. Cool. Well, a uh, great poem. Uh, good, some wonderful images in there. Congratulations on uh, 
on on uh, scoring this high in the contest after all these years of participating. Thank you very much, and I'll tell you what. One of these days, I am going to meander on up to uh, to Cobalt, maybe this Tuesday. Oh, cool. You live uh, how far Encinitas. away? I live in San Diego. Okay, so that is it's a it's a bit of a trek, but um, a little bit of a hike, but it's not too bad. It's not like a you know a cross country trip. Cool. Well, uh, well, let me know when you do. It'd be great to meet you. I well, I certainly will. Nice talking with you, Rick. You too. Take it easy. All right, that was Jim Bobway with his fifth-place uh, scoring poem. Um, let's see. I've got a, a caller on the air now from the 918 area code. Are you there? Uh, yes, it's Brandy Stoner. Oh, hey. Hi. That, uh, uh, you scored um, uh, you, you scored 10th place with your poem Orbit. Right, for Orbit. And I have that with me. <laughs> You'd love to hear it. Where are you from, Brandy? Um, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, Brown-green butterfly tickles tip of my tongue. She leaves behind fairy dust, transmuting my utterance, like fallen stars with their memories, a light in my hair. They leave behind astral sparks, lighting my orbit, like the pearl flowers efflorescing around me, above petiole gatherings, embracing sprightly powder, like brown-green butterfly. Very nice. And that was all. <laughs> well, that was plenty. I mean, a plenty to put you in tenth place. Uh, you know, above four hundred and eighty-seven other poems, or something of that nature. I'm not good at math and counting, as we learned earlier in the show when I tried to add prize-winning amounts together. Well, um, thank you. It was very exciting. That was actually um, an afterthought. I almost didn't submit that poem. <laughs> oh wow. It's funny. I don't know if uh, how many people out there listening, or you, uh, for that matter. And it's been the case with me where you, you know, you submit a group of poems to a contest or for publication, and there's one that you kind of just put in there. Maybe this rounds it out, but maybe it wasn't your first choice, and that's the one they pick or something like that. I guess that happened uh, in this case for you. Yeah, it was a lovely surprise. <laughs> well, congratulations, um, and I would love to hear more work from you. So, um, you know, uh, tune into our future open readings, and definitely, you know, send send more to us. Okay, well, wonderful. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. My pleasure. Thank you for... Uh, for uh, pre- oh, but one more question, actually. I always oh, yeah. ask this for people calling. Do you mm-hmm. participate in readings in uh, Tulsa? Um, no, I participated in readings when I was living in um, Grand Junction, Colorado, but I have two very young children now, so I don't get out to readings quite as much. And they're not so interested. As I used to. I'm sorry? And they're not so interested. Yeah, they're not so interested. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, good. Well, I'm sure you'll get back into the into the your local reading community when you can. It's a wonderful thing to do, as you know from when you were doing it earlier. So, thanks again for entering, and uh, thanks for calling in and reading. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye, Brandy. Bye, bye. That was Brandy Stoner, who uh, came in tenth place, uh, or tied for tenth place with her poem, Orbit. All right. I have a. I haven't forgotten about you, Susan. I just want to make sure to get to the other folks, who uh, who were in the top ten positions. So I have. A caller from the 207 area code online. Are you there? Yes, I am. And who am I talking to? This is PJ Knights. PJ Knights, congratulations. You are one of the winners of the contest. I know. Thank you. I'm so excited. My kids and um, niece and nephew are over, and they heard Brunswick, Maine, and went crazy, so that was kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. That's great. So you you are going to get... Two hundred and forty-six dollars and sixty cents, and I'm sure your kids are saying, "Now, what are you going to buy me?" <laughs> yeah, poetry never pays, but this is wonderful. Yeah, it rarely pays. That's for sure. <laughs> um, 
And uh, your poems are actually your poem is actually online already. I've, I've already uh, uploaded um, this week's poets of the week, so all three of the winning poems are there, so anyone can see your your poem. And of course, uh, uh, I'm going to invite you to be one of the judges of next year's contest. Uh, you don't have to answer now. I don't mean to put you on the spot. It's a lot of work, but uh, at some point next year, you'll get an email from me. Uh, don't say I didn't know it was coming. Okay. So, um, can you share your poem with us? Yes, this is Leviathan. If I button my tightly enough, if I inhale completely enough, this heavenly body will flow from my lungs, follow along my arms. Its inhabitants will funnel through my fingers, blotting a blank page. A spider descends on a silk tethered to a tree. She has a precise spot on the sand in mind. Is she terribly disappointed to be nudged off course by a cat's paw puff of wind? Other beach dwellers are tethered by their blankets and found things. Hermit crabs and orange pails, spiraled nests of grass-green seaweed, a feather. The children battle the tide, defend the homeland, erecting walls of mud, sticks, and clamshells to shelter their sweat-built castles. The grown-ups resign themselves to impermanence and migration, kicking escaping flip-flops, dragging coolers and plastic boats to safer grounds. Transient as well, the living surface of the inlet, the once-onlyness of the wind-sculptured surface and flamenco of light on its contours. We keep in the moment, only in the moment, our souvenirs but imprecise memories. If I unlatch, unhinge my mouth freely, if I exhale, puff out every atom of ink, a new world will rise up from my diaphragm, pass through my heart. Its eager emigrants will surge up from my throat to people this page. That's it. Congratulations. Great poem. Uh, no no secret uh, why that would come in in such a high position. And well read, too. Do you read and do you participate in readings in your community? I do. In Maine, we have some. Um, sometimes they're few and far between, but I also like to go and listen to other people read quite a bit. We have a great bookstore in town that um, sponsors readings, so that's nice. And a, a fairly big poetry festival, several of them every year. Great. Well, have you, have you ever won a contest before? Actually, I won the Poetry Super High Way contest in 2003. First oh, time. wow, of course. Of course. <laughs> wow, so this is, uh, you know, you were like... I haven't, I haven't submitted any since then, so this was kind of a nice surprise. That's pretty good to, to be able to say, well, every time I've uh, entered... Right, I've, I've, right. Cool, well, congratulate. You know, as one of the top three winners, if, if you've, you, we certainly should hear another poem uh, from you if you... <laughs> If you, there's the sound effects we've been looking for yeah, right. uh, all along. If you got another poem, we'd love to hear it. Okay. Actually, I don't have another one out on a piece of paper here, so that was hard enough, I think, reading that one. <laughs> well, if you know, I can go back to Susan, who definitely has one. If you wanna, if you wanna get one, I'd be happy. To, if you're interested. Um. Okay. I'll look. All right. I'm gonna put you on hold. And, okay. Um, uh, Susan, you still there? I am, and cool. I want to suggest a a substitute poem, but. It's a little bit shorter, but it also, it's not directly about Marion Barry, but those who've heard it, I think, will uh, be able to draw conclusions. Whatever you would like to. Okay. This one is called, and it's part of my Irish-American collection, I Wish I Had Known James Michael. If you worked in Massachusetts politics, you never called him Curly, or even the late Mayor Curley. No, it was simply James Michael, even 60 years later. And if you didn't know who James Michael was, 
even 70 years later, you didn't have much of a future, at least not in Massachusetts politics. He went to jail, totally, I understand, for taking someone else's civil service exam. A wee sin, perhaps, but enough to jail an Irishman on if he wanted to badly enough, and codfish Yankee Boston surely did. He brought us together in numbered power. Not an easy achievement for the despised will war for trifles. He gave fierce pride to those who were not welcomed, and in return, they surrendered ballots in laughing homage out of all the Irish cemeteries, happily signed by constituents who were no longer inclined to make demands. To hell with them. Here's one to you, James Michael, and I wish I'd been around to have voted for you early and often. There you go. We can definitely all draw conclusions. <laughs> Good choice. Um, Thank you so me. much. Thanks again so much for entering. Congratulations yeah. on uh, on right. your uh, sixth place uh, position, and and hope you continue to participate. I sure will. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Uh, we're we are very short on time. Um, we've got about two minutes left, but uh, there are uh, two other. Uh, there's a uh, two callers on the air. We have someone from the eight four five area code. Hello. Hello, yes, this is uh, Rosemary Corsafi. Oh, hello, congratulations. You uh, you scored in eighth place. Do you have your poem, Days of Reckoning? Yes, I do. Would love to hear it. Okay. In the disorder of leaves, smoke rises, stroking your hair. A west wind hisses, snagging foxtail and red pine cluster. We drink cider in mugs, filled from subterranean streams. The descent into hell was flight, not a search for beauty. I never scaled the talking tower. I never looked inside the beauty box. Curling up we wait, Mabel's winged seeds, pressed in your Bible. In this hurricane season, sun and satellite act as one. Night falls without a trumpet blast from heaven. We look for signs. Since equinox, we have been as pointed as a crescent, smoothed briefly by Indian summer. A new moon gleams on the other side, a crow's view of the Pantheon. Midnight washes away grit accumulated from days of wood burning. The calendar calculates, numerals ignite on a Catherine wheel. Each cipher a rocket forces the helm to veer. Someday digits will be charred, pinwheels and ash, while Psyche weeps at her loss, not of loveliness, but of you having consumed all of your numbers. Thank you for calling in and reading that. Congratulations on scoring uh, eighth place. Where are you from, Rosemary? Fishkill, New York. Fishkill, New York. Great. Um, I'm. Uh, I don't mean to cut anyone short, but I'm. Uh, I'm. We have less than a minute left in the show, and thank you so much for entering. You're welcome. Um, PJ, I, I don't have time to have you share another poem, but I want to say congratulations again for uh, earning third place out of 497 poems. Thank you. Um, thanks again for calling in and for waiting on hold. Your poems are online now. Look for the check in the mail. or Okay, thank you. Via PayPal. And congratulations again. Bye. Bye. Um, congratulations to our top three winners, Gabrielle Middlebach, Janet D. Clark, and PJ Knights for winning the Poetry Superhighway Contest. Um, our next project will be the Great Poetry Exchange, which will happen uh, early next year. 
Um, of course, you can send in poetry every week for Poet of the Week. You can read all the poems online by going to poetrysuperhighway.com. My name is Rick Lupert. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our judges, to our sponsors, and to the 497 um, poems entered by many poets from all over the world. Uh, thanks again, everyone.